everyone. Welcome back to Fearless as Fuck, the podcast. I'm your host, Christina Lauren. I just want to give a big welcome to any of you who are new to the podcast here to listen today. We are taking it back to the original purpose of this podcast, which was what is blah, <laughs> which, which was me not messing up my words, <laughs> but which was empowerment, confidence building, and everything that it takes to actually empower yourself to uncover your true potential and chase after your dreams. And I know we've talked a lot about working through hardships in life and getting through really bad times and kind of finding power in your pain. But today I really want to have a more uplifting podcast. And I thought a really good person to have on the podcast today would be somebody who has chased after their dreams to the fullest extent and have her talk about her journey. So we are welcoming my friend Audrey Mongrain on the podcast today. She is a current five-time NFL cheerleader with the Raiderettes and two-time captain. So excited to have you here. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) And excited to pop your podcast cherry today. (laughs) I know, first time. How does it feel? It's so fun. It's it's, it's different. I'm like, am I at an interview? I'm not on the field. This is different. Like, am I getting tested right now? If yeah, you're nervous, you're not nervous. Yeah, because like it's not like you haven't been in front of hundreds of people and cameras and yeah, film talking. crews and photo shoots. You name it. I know it's like an everyday thing for me. Yeah. So I I know you and I obviously are friends. For those of you who do not know, Audrey and I are actual friends in real life, and we real life. yeah real life friends, and um, we have a little bit of the same background in certain ways with dance growing up, and you know um, obviously we've hit it off as friends and co-workers and client and hairstylist relationships, you name it. And um, after getting to speak to you on so many different levels, it's obviously so inspiring to have friends who chase after their passions. And that is not easy for a lot of people. So I thought it'd be really cool for people to hear your journey from the ground up for those who do not know you. So I would love for you to share that and maybe just talk a little bit about you know, how you got started into dance. And I have so many questions that I think our listeners would be really they would benefit from hearing about being scared to chase after something that they really want Mm -hmm. and the work and time commitment it puts into actually get to where you want to be. So tell me a little bit about your, your background. (laughs) My little dance background. Yeah. So it's, it started when I was three. My parents put me into dance classes. Well, first they put me in all the sports. They put me in like football, soccer, karate. I sucked at everything. They're like, our kid can't do anything. I can see you being good at karate. (laughs) No, I was like, not. I would just sit down and start crying. They're like, what is wrong with our kid? So my parents are like, okay, like the last thing we're going to put her in is dance. And like, we just don't really want her to dance. What did I fall in love with? Dance. And they're like, okay, great. You know, we're not going to take that away from her daughter. We're going to put her in the dance class. So fell in love. And by age like five, I started doing it competitively. Um, And then I was about like 15. I was like, I want to start teaching dance classes. Um, So I started teaching at my studio. My parents were like, okay, well, you know, dance dance is expensive. It's basically like a second mortgage, especially being a competition dancer. It's you got the costumes, you've got the tuition fees, you've got the competitions, you've got uh, the hotels you go to, the nationals. So it's pricey. And me being the dancer I was, I was in 20 dances. And just to give kind of how much things are, one costume's like $200. So 200 times 20, that's just the costumes for one year. So do the math. It's a lot of money. So <laughs> I get it. Um, so they're like, you know, it's it's hard for us to afford for you to keep dancing. So we want you to teach classes. I'm like, well, that's what I want to do. So I started teaching. I started working at the studio. I would stay late. I'd even clean the studio just so I could keep dancing. Um, and then my parents, when it's around 17, they're like, we want to move to Virginia and I was like, that is literally across the country. Like, we're in California, and you want to go to Virginia. I'm like, I 
I don't know if I want to do that. I want to be an NFL cheerleader. So a little background on that. When I was 12, one of my dance teachers, she was a Raiderette. Um, and I fell in love with who she was on and off the field. She was such an inspiration in her community, an amazing dancer. Um, we did a program. It was a Junior Raiderettes program. Um, we would step on the field. We'd do a performance with them on their, like, preseason game for uh, their, um, what is it, the pregame performance. And I had the time of my life, and I told myself, the next time I'm on the field, I'll be a Raiderette. I'll be in those white boots. Um, and everyone thought I was crazy. They're like, there's no way that you're going to be a Raiderette. Like, that's just like a big dream to accomplish. I'm like, no, that, that's what I want to do. And everyone's like, no, you're not going to do that. I'm like, well, that's what I'm going to do. So whatever. Um, <laughs> so the time came, and when my parents wanted to move to Virginia, I was like, well, I want to be a Raiderette. I want to be an NFL cheerleader. They're like, well, you're not going to – there's nothing that's going to happen with that, you know. And a lot of people didn't support my decision. I'm like, well, that's my passion. That's something I love to do. Like, dance, it kept me away from – a lot of bad things in life and it's a way that I can express myself I'm sure you being a dancer you understand a thousand percent walk into a dance room you just everything releases the community is just it's I, I can't even speak on it it's just amazing it's more than just dance yeah and there's been people who have told me like why would you ever want to audition for something they don't pay a lot of money and I'm like you obviously already yeah. don't understand yeah that's not it's not the reason behind yeah. it. it's just the community what it gives how you express yourself I mean the support is just out of this world you have girls in college or in the industry for example and you know it's it's brutal. It's cutthroat, and I feel like it's almost competition. But in the dance world, it's like it's a family. It's a different family, and especially with you know me having a little bit of family problems in the past and not having as many friends. The dance community is my family. Um, so yeah, time came. I was like, I want to audition for the Raiders. So like, well, you got to figure it out on your own. I was just exiting high school, going into college, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even have a job. Like, I don't know how I'm gonna live or do anything. But I knew that me staying was the right decision. I'm like, I feel it in my heart that I need to be an NFL cheerleader. And I'm like, I don't care if I'm sleeping on the streets, if I'm sleeping in a car, like that is my passion and I'm going to work towards it. So time came, you can only audition when you're 18 years old and I was 17. So I'm like, okay, I have another year. I was 18, I auditioned, I didn't make it my first season. And I was devastated only because I didn't want people to be like, well, I told you so, you know, you're not going to make it. You know, the last thing you want is like someone to be like, oh, like I told you that you weren't going to make it. And you're just like, oh, you're right. So I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to make this happen. So the following year, I worked all year. I worked on myself. I worked on my body. I worked on my showmanship. I worked on the person I was. I was young, too. Like I was a little immature 17 year old. No idea what I was going against. Go, uh, go back to auditions. I make it my second time auditioning and I was in shock. I was like, oh my, like, excuse my language. Holy shit, I just made an NFL <laughs> cheerleading team at 18, turning 19. I'm like, that's, like, insane because there's women on there. There's girls who are 27, 28, 30s. They have families, kids, husbands, careers. And here's little Audrey, you know, in college, like, still can't even legally have a drink. Like, what in the heck is happening? So um, I was just in awe. And then everyone was just like, there's no way that Audrey made, like, the cheer team. I'm like, yeah, that's me. And I made it. I was so silent. And people that know me now, they're like, this girl doesn't shut up. Like, she's still, like, she's confident with herself. But back then, like, I said not a word. And obviously now it's been five years. I'm out here in Las Vegas. I'm a five-year veteran and two-time captain. I was a co-captain. 2020, I was dancer of the year. And I think with my story, it's I've always wanted to do this. And it's not, it was my passion. And of course, 
for the finances of it, it's not the best. You know, you hear cheerleaders in NFL, we don't make the best, but it's not it's not about what you make, it's about the passion and the drive of doing something you love. There's a bigger why behind that. Yeah, and if you love something, I feel like I don't care if I'm broke and in the streets living in my car. If I'm happy, I'm happy, you know, and a lot of people, even like my family, they when you when they were younger their generation is you go to high school you go to college and then you go straight into a career and I was like I don't know if I want to do that like I'm not happy doing that I have a career set that I want to go into after I'm done like cheering but cheering makes me happy and like we've talked about like it's a way of expressing yourself it's a community it's different um but yeah I think when I going back when we were in California with the Raiders they decided to move to Las Vegas in 2020 and I was like I want to move to Las Vegas I want to keep doing this um and everyone was like, why would you want to do that? It's COVID. Like, they're going to get rid of their cheerleaders because a lot of teams got rid of their cheerleaders. And I was like, they're not going to get rid of their cheerleaders. They're like, well, you got to figure it out yourself. Like, we don't think that you're going to get to where you're going to want to go. And I'm like, well, this is my passion. This is what I love. And I came out here. I moved here. I got a place before auditioning again because you have to audition every year. Being an NFL cheerleader, your spot's not there. Even if you're a five-year, a 10-year, if you've been captain for five years, like, whatever it is, you still have to audition. You know, it's there's new blood out there and it's it's hard because it's like I feel like the more years you've done it you feel like you deserve your spot but also it's like you have to earn your spot and there's a new kind of pressure I feel like there has to be with that because you know you're deserving but at Mm -hmm. the same time like you said there's new people coming in all Mm -hmm. of the time and I don't want to say you're replaceable but you're replaceable so you still have to earn your spot back and that puts a different kind of pressure where it's like okay I've done this before but Mm -hmm. am I going to do it again right that's a whole nother like uh. <laughs> and, and it leaves room too for like they want to give opportunity to other right. like females to have this but also it's like I feel sometimes when you do things for too long you get comfortable and you don't yeah. have the same passion but for myself I think my passion has grown even more like this is my last season because we do have a four-year cut and they made that rule this year so I get that one extra season um but this year, I, I feel like I've grown so much and have grown so much love for the organization and being a cheerleader. I'm like, this can't be my last year. Like, I want to keep doing this. I mean, if I move to, like, a different state, let's say, sure, I'll audition for their cheer team. But with the Raiders, their organization, the Raiderettes, they just – it's it's different. I don't know if I could go to, like, another mm-hmm. team because they give so much to their cheerleaders and what we do in our community. So – so what people don't know is, yeah, we're dancers, we perform, we're beautiful, uh, but we do a lot of community outreach, and that's what I love about the Raiders is it gives me this platform to influence people to find their passion, to have love, to do good things. We go to schools. We do Nevada Reading Week. Um, we go and do food drives. We go state to state and just um, – well, for example, I went to Germany. I went on um, a military tour, and we just spoke about um, just – what the NFL community is and what cheerleaders are and what we do and being able to bring smiles to those military families because, I mean, it's cutthroat out there. Yeah, and military. it's more than just you showing up and looking pretty in your costume. Yeah, it's us There's just being so much inspiration, more. you know, mm-hmm. and just to bring smiles to other people's faces and influence them in the best ways. Um, but, yeah, I mean, being a cheerleader, it's just – it sucks knowing it's my last year <laughs> and I don't want it to be, but I think I want to continue in the organization um, – hopefully being like an assistant, maybe even director in a couple of years. It's, I have a strong passion for it and, you know, maybe uh, giving more opportunities to these cheerleaders since a lot of the teams are going away. And I feel like women in the NFL or in any industry, it's, 
it's you don't get the best benefits for anything, you mm -hmm. know, and I'm sure you can agree with me on that. It's I want to give more power into women and give them what they deserve, um, especially since what we're doing, it's all passion driven. I mean, a lot of these girls on my team, we have full time careers outside just to make sure that we can eat and have a place to live once we get home from practice, you know, but it's all passion. That's what I love about this team is it's just love. You know, it's not we're here to work and make money. We make excellent stuff. It's all passion. And that's know? a really good example to be setting to other women, too, not just, you know, people who are NFL fans, but mm -hmm. little girls who look up to you guys. I mean, I remember growing up and being in the dance studio and always looking at the professional girls and being like, oh, my God, I want to be them one day. Mm -hmm. You have no many, you have no idea how many girls probably are sitting in that audience with their families that are like, I want to be a Raider at, mm -hmm. you know, and that's that's got to be so um, fulfilling. Yeah, it's very rewarding, too, because, I mean, me looking back, I was that little 12-year-old that mm -hmm. looked up to me, and I could even cry about it now, you know? It's like, <laughs> and now I have little girls who are like, I want to be a Raiderette, I want to be just like you. You're and, like, I'm literally seeing myself. Yeah, and I'm like, this is insane. They have posters, they're like, Miss Audrey's like our favorite Raiderette, or they call me Queen Audrey, that's where my Instagram <laughs> came from, Queen Audrey, because they call me that. But it's just, I, my biggest message to anyone my age, anyone younger, anyone older, is if you have a passion and love for something, go for it, because you're never going to fail. I mean, everyone thought I was going to fail at 17, and look at me now. I'm living in Las Vegas. I'm fine. I'm doing more than fine. I'm on my own, um, and I'm still doing what I love. But if you put all your time and effort and passion into it, you're going to be great. You know? I think that's key to what you said, too, and it was something I wanted to ask you to touch on is, you know, a lot of people really wish for what they want, and they can be like, mm -hmm. I want this, I want this, I want this so bad. But there comes a time where – you have to see yourself in those shoes already. Imagine yourself in that position, of course. And, you know, like you said, I know I'm going to get this. At some point or another, I'm going to get this. This is what I want. I'm going to chase after mm -hmm. it. But you also are putting the work in. Yeah. You're doing the self-development work. You're drowning out the noise. You're putting mm -hmm. in the reps and time and practice into becoming the person you want to create. You're yeah. becoming that human. Yeah. Um, and I think that some people get really stuck in the work mm -hmm. and they get really stuck in their, or in their head where they're like, I, who am I to do this? Yeah. And you have to almost talk yourself out of that negativity mm -hmm. to chase after what you want or yeah. you won't reach it. Yeah. But you have to like drown out the haters almost. It's like, if, yeah, if honestly, <laughs> like if you love it, like go for it. And I mean, I went through a bunch of obstacles, ups and downs. And there was times where I was like, I can't do this, like I'm not gonna make it. Like you almost compare yourself. And I've learned that like everyone is so unique and special in their own ways and everyone has a different story and journey. So you can't compare yourself to anyone besides your own past, you know? And I think that's that's really the make it or break it into where you're gonna get in life. Yeah, you know? the comparison journey to other people will kill your dreams mm -hmm. a thousand percent. Because mm -hmm. like you said, their journey is not yours. No. Yours is uniquely who you are. And I think one of the best ways to, if you're ever in a position to be in that negative mind, spate, mind spot where you aren't realizing how far you come is to look back at your journey and yeah. to look back at the years prior. Right. Look back at yourself where you walked into auditions where you're like, I Whoa. can't even like speak because I'm so nervous and yeah, I don't know who I am. Beautiful women, you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. like, what am I doing here? Yeah, and now you know exactly why you're standing where mm -hmm. you're standing. Um, exactly. I have had so many of those moments my entire life with fitness, with dance, with cheer, with everything. And even this year, when you fucking convinced me, excuse my yeah. language, but convinced yeah. me to audition after six <laughs> years like, of why don't, why don't just audition, just come, go. Yeah, and <laughs> I I had those moments and I had to really pull it out of myself. I remember I went to the dance studio with a friend of mine at three. It was like two in the morning the mm -hmm. night before auditions. And I'm like, I need someone to like help me pull some confidence out of myself. Mm -hmm. 
and had a real moment with myself about like why I was doing this, what it mm -hmm. meant to me, what the bigger picture was. And yeah. I remember that day that I got on the field and had to introduce myself, I didn't have a shake in my voice. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't know yeah, where that came either. from, but it felt, you felt, you feel grounded mm -hmm. when you know where you're supposed to be. Yeah. But that comes in conjunction with putting in the work that you mm -hmm. need to do to prepare yourself, right. obviously for these things, not yeah. just show up on a whim. Right. But um, the showing up on the whim is also part of the gaining confidence mm -hmm. because you never know unless you, you never try. know what's going to happen. And then yeah. hearing my name to go to a next round, I'm like, this is a joke. You're like, what? <laughs> You're like, me? But that's where I it starts. And I saw you doing I was like, Christina, okay. <laughs> but that's where it starts to gain the confidence. And yeah. I had a lot of people from my past reach out to me like, why did you decide to go back? And I was like, I just wanted to do it for myself. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. about, I mean, yes, making it would have been the cherry on the cake. Right. But it was the journey. Now looking back, I obviously am not on the team. But right. The journey to deciding I was going to do something for mm -hmm. my greater good that I always love to do, mm -hmm. getting the confidence to step onto something that I hadn't been in for a while and know mm -hmm. that I was doing it and the experience in itself would help me grow. Right. And you never know what opportunity that's going to be opening because now I'm like, maybe I want to go back to dancing. Yeah. Maybe I want to put fitness on the back burner. Who knows what, that, right. what that's going to be? But gaining the confidence and the you know, empowering yourself to do the hard things, whether it's a dance audition or just showing up to, I don't know, a job interview that you right. were scared to go to. Those those reps of putting in, the like, to build your confidence mm -hmm. are what's going to grow you into the person you want to become. Yeah. You just have to do the damn thing, honestly. Yeah. You know? It's like, I feel like if you have a fear of doing it, just do it because you're growing. I you mean, have to send it. Told, if you're told no, I mean, the, the worst thing that's going to happen is you're told no. Yeah. You know? And I mean, of course, like, we're going to take it really harsh, but at the same time, it's, the journey going into it, like, let's first say auditions, you meet all these incredible females. Mm -hmm. Like, even my first auditions, there's girls who didn't make the team. We're still friends, and it's been five years. They're off doing their careers. They're not an NFL cheerleader at all, but you meet so many people in so many different walks of life, and I think especially in, like, the dance community, everyone's so wholesome. Like, I can't yeah. explain it. I wish everyone was a part it's of the dance community. It's just that shared it's passion, like, I think, yeah. and that love for that self-expression, it mm -hmm. speaks volumes when yeah. you meet somebody who's in the dance community. And you can just feel so it. And so supportive. Like, you could be a first-time dancer. You've never danced before. You could be a 20-year a dancer. And, like, you still have the same support for one another. You're still mm -hmm. cheering each other on on the sideline. And it's just – it's so special. That's why I still do what I do. That's why I'm almost, like, um, an inspirational speaker in a way. Like, now I'm – pushing younger girls to do what I do I'm like you know if you have a passion go for it like even if you're not the best dancer like who cares you're having fun like you have so much love for this go and do the damn thing you and know? I think that's why the dance community is so beautiful is because of that there's and how no, you explain no that there's, there's no judgment there's no judgment like yeah I'm sure you can find egos somewhere right. when it comes to really crazy auditions or if you mm -hmm. go to LA and you're on like right. set up music videos and stuff mm -hmm. you're always that's gonna be in any industry but the overall love for dance mm -hmm that speaks volumes and yeah. people want to see each other win mm -hmm. and you don't you don't see that everywhere and so when you find you, a group you can't fail you can't no. fail with the dance community it's like everyone it's just i can't i can't explain it it's just so supportive like even like you said auditions of course the end goal is to make the team but there's so much more that comes with the auditions you meet those connections you build so much confidence i mean you're Raider celebrating each other yeah you're celebrating each other when you're in those auditions i feel like are the raiderettes itself they give you the hair and makeup so you can feel confident. They give you all the steps and tools of how to be successful. You meet all the girls. You get to go into the stadium and perform on the field to get that feeling of what it's like to be an NFL cheerleader. You go to our studio and you got to perform there. You got to 
practice with the pom-poms. They give you advice. Like, it's they want to help you succeed. You that know? was definitely the most invested audition I've ever gone to. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I haven't done many, but Lakers and Chargers were the mm-hmm. other two. And right. this one felt completely different. Mm-hmm. And that's just from me having this one-time experience. So I can only imagine from you who's been involved in the organization mm-hmm. for so long. That's why I keep coming on, back. They yeah. have to on me. They're like, <laughs> I need to stop. <laughs> Trying to get rid of you. I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> but, I mean, even like what you were saying, too, you don't know where these opportunities are going to lead you. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you don't know what your future holds for anybody who's listening and right. you're chasing your passion and mm-hmm. you don't know what, you just know you want to dance or yeah. you know you want to do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. that could open so much more. Like you could wind up being a director. You could wind yeah. up being some motivational speaker for women. Mm-hmm. You you never know. I haven't thought about that with this podcast. Like yeah. I never fucking thought I'd wind up. <laughs> like what am I even doing here? I ask myself that sometimes, but hey, it led me into helping other women feel empowered and feel confident. Mm-hmm. And you've and, heard other stories too in different walks of life. Yeah. Yeah. And every single thing that I've done in my life has led me into this space. Mm-hmm. Dance, working in the industry, being yeah. a hairstylist, being yeah. a posing coach. There's so many things that have shaped it. Mm-hmm. And all I've ever known was to follow my heart. Mm-hmm. And exactly. yes, there's been people who have been like, well, <laughs> is it going to make you a lot of money? You're like, why do you think that this is yeah. going to be your career? You know, yeah. all of the, the self-doubt or the, the comments that might make you doubt yourself mm-hmm. and like what you're doing. But if you can really just... Honor the fact that people are going to have their opinions, yeah. but know when to drown it out. Yeah. There is so much good that comes from mm-hmm. chasing what you love. Yeah. I think it's hard, too, because it's like you hear all this negativity around you, but it's like at the end of the day, like it's your life. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. Are you happy? It. Like, are you happy? Like, I'm the happiest I've ever been being an NFL cheerleader. And I think, too, I wanted to touch base on this. Being an NFL cheerleader, I was young. I was 18 when I started, 18, 19. So, again, those girls, they were 27, careers, families, kids, husbands. Like, they're like women. I'm a child. And if you look at me from when I was 18 versus now, I've grown so much. I used to not say a word. I would hate speaking in front of cameras. (laughs) Like, my very first interview, I froze on stage. That's why I didn't make the Raiderettes that year. (laughs) They asked me my name, and I froze. I'm like, come on. Like, she's a child. But now it's like... They're sending me country to country to go and speak on just being an inspirational speaker and speak on the Raiderettes, speak on the NFL. I'm going school to school. I have younger kids that are like, I want to be like you, Miss Audrey. I've um, just, I've understood myself. I've become comfortable in my own body. I've become a captain at 22 years old. Like, that's so unheard of, you know? And I'm leading a team of women who are older than me, and they all put all this trust in me. And seeing my growth as a female and just like, learning about myself I think it's I never expected that being a cheerleader I going into it I think oh I'm just gonna be cheering I'm gonna be looking pretty yeah you're gonna do community outreach whatever but I've grown so much that when people meet me they're like you're 23 I'm like they think that I'm like 29 28 I'm like yeah I'm 23 years old but I wouldn't I wouldn't be the person I am if it wasn't for the Raiderettes and the NFL community um, just because they've they've made me grow and honestly it's it's not even that it's my sisters you know my my sister's on the team. Like, I've learned so much from them and being surrounded by so much positivity, these women who are so grown and so motivational, I think it's made me the person that I am today. And I've met so many people that no matter what happens after this year, I know that it's, I don't know, it's going to be the best years of my life. I don't even know how to explain it, you know? You just set yourself up for extreme success. And it really goes to show you that whether it's a cheerleading team or not or some Mm -hmm. organization that's like this, you really do become the people that you hang around. Mm -hmm. And proximity is everything. Mm -hmm. And if you're surrounding yourself with motivational 
forward thinking, passionate people, you are more likely going to become that version of yourself that Mm -hmm. you need to be and be pushed to do more. But if you're putting yourself in environments that are stunting your growth, relationships that are stunting your growth, just anything that's bogging you down, it is going to be like a weight on you. So in order to become this person you need to become, you need to audit what you have around yourself. And if that's, you know, involving yourself with different communities to make you feel better about yourself, that's exactly what you need to do. And Mm -hmm. if you're lucky enough to be involved in a community like that, you will see yourself grow tenfold. And if not, you will see yourself regress, Mm -hmm. dance or not. So that's one of the things I speak so much on because I've been in those positions where Mm -hmm. I've, I've seen years of my life regress. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I don't even want to say regress because there came lessons from those moments right, right, that have catapulted right. growth. However, yeah. you can see where you start kind of flatlining right. and you can see where you start getting halted and right. your mindset changes. You might start doubting yourself more. Mm-hmm. You start, you might start wondering why you're choosing to do the things right. that you do because you're listening to all of this negativity. Right. But if you're in a community where people are like, no, chase your fucking dreams, yeah. go after it. Yeah. Like, what do you need to do to be better? Like, do you mm-hmm. need to take more sessions? Do you need to go to class? Do you mm-hmm. need to you know, invest yourself in something, in a mentor. Right. Those are the kind of people that are going to uplift you. Right. But you don't get that everywhere. Yeah. And I've definitely had those moments, like, in my NFL um, career that I'm like, am I doing the right thing? And people, you know, I see my high school friends, they have these careers and they're having children, they're married, and then there's me, I'm still doing, like, NFL cheerleading. It's not your time yet. You know, and I'm just like, what am I supposed to do that? And, of course, when I have those thoughts, I just go back to my cheer family, my Raiderette family, my sisters, and I'm like, you know, you're in the right spot. Like, this is your timeline. Like, everyone has a different timeline. You can't compare. And I think that's the biggest lesson for everyone is, like, just don't compare your life to anyone else's life. Like, everyone's timeline is different, you know? That's a huge thing to remember, I think. Yeah. I've I've battled that a million times. Yeah. A million times. I think, I think we all are battling, like, <laughs> oh, this person's here, this person's here. They're the same age as me, and they're doing this. But it's, like, that's not their life. everyone, yeah, it's not your life. Like, they have a different journey. You have a different journey. Like, you've experienced different things and they have experience and that's why they're there and that's why you're here but it doesn't make their life better than yours in any way you know that's also why it's probably important to get clear on what you want Mm -hmm. because if you're clear on what you want you won't compare yourself as much Mm -hmm. because you know exactly why you're doing what you're doing Mm -hmm. but if you're unsure you're more than likely going to be looking at everybody else's life and being Mm -hmm. like well what about that what about this Mm -hmm. well why am I not there but if you know what you're doing and you are clear on your passions and your journey right I don't think you'll question it as often and your support too I mean if you have those those people behind you that are supporting you like you know you do what you want to do we support you whatever I think that's so key I mean me going into my NFL journey, I didn't have that support, mm-hmm. but I fought through it. I'm like, you know what? Like, I know deep inside that this is what I want to do, and I'm going to be happy. And then I found that support system leading up. It was hard. It was really, it, really hard when, you know, going against your parents, going against your friends, your family, everyone. Like, I'm going to go and do this, and no one's like, you know, you're not going to do it. Like, the the one thing you want to do is cry and be like, oh, my God, <laughs> what am I doing wrong? But it's like I fought through that, and I don't know where I got that strength just to go against everyone and you know, now I've proved everyone wrong. And this year, um, I've had people come up and tell me, they're like, we're proud of you. Like, we never realized, like, the inspiration that you have towards other people and what you've done. Like, we're so sorry. Like, we went against you. And, and I, in no way, like, hold any grudges. I'm like, you don't understand. I didn't understand. I was like, but it does mean a lot that you guys come up and say, you know, we're proud of you and we understand where you've gone. You I know? think a lot of people who throw out those comments are speaking out of their own fear. Yeah. And so it's not even something that you really have to take personally, even though it's kind of hard because yeah. most times it sounds 
Personal. Sounds personal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it can, it can, yeah, like it feel, it could feel like a dig, really, mm-hmm. really bad. Um, but most people who speak fear onto other people, it's because they are living in fear themselves, yeah. in their own worlds. Like yeah. the idea of what you have done, throw yourself out there mm-hmm. and throw caution to the wind and chase after something, yeah. that is scary for a lot mm-hmm. of people. So if they hear you so confidently being like, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. It's almost like projection of their own insecurities. Right. I feel like it's almost like they're afraid, afraid of failure and they don't know what my end result is. So they're almost scared for me to fail and be like, what is she going to do when she fails? But it's like, you can't, you can't be afraid to fail. You know, if you fail, you fail, but then you just get back up and figure out what you're going to do. Fail forward. You know, you just <laughs> keep on going. Like there's, there's no right or wrong way to do anything. Yeah. So... So how, there was one I wanted to back up because I, I didn't want to interrupt you in the beginning, mm-hmm. but how would you advise people to handle rejection? Because it's never easy. No. I mean, and this, I mean, people can take this however they want, whether it's auditioning, relationships, mm-hmm. not getting a job. There's so right. many things in life that we feel and can feel rejected from. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you have to teach yourself a way mm-hmm. to handle rejection in the best way possible right. or not winning a competition, things yeah. like that. Yeah. How would you describe your journey of going from hearing no mm-hmm. and how to handle no's properly mm-hmm. and to use it for your greater good? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously when you get told no or you're rejected first time, um, you're going to take it very personal and you're going to be really hard on yourself. But you just got to remind yourself that if this is something that you want to do, like say if it's for a job, for me it's NFL cheerleading or it's, you know, whatever it is, you just take 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 the week, cry about it, get upset about it, you know, do what you need to do, but you just got to get yourself back up and keep doing the damn thing. Like for me, I wanted to do this and I didn't want people to say, I told you so, I told you so. You know, I almost wanted to like prove them wrong in a way, but I knew what I was doing, I loved. And if you love something, continue doing it. Like you're never... You're never going to fail doing what you love. And you, you you know deep down that it's right. I feel like if I knew that it was wrong, I would have just stopped. You know, I feel like when it's your time, it's your time. But I knew that this is what I need to do. This is what I want to do. I'm going to keep going. So I was like, you know, I want to make a change in the world. I want to be that person to show people that even though you're told no, you can still accomplish so much. Like when I tell people I was told no the first year, they're like, how? Like you're such an icon to the Raiders. You're a captain. You've been a co-captain. Dance of the year, five years. Like now you want to be assistant and director. And when everyone thinks of the Raiderettes, like you're one of the main people they think about, you know, how did you go from no to that? I'm like, it's just passion. You know, like I love doing what I want to do. And I think that's what really pushed through, you know. Some of the greatest in the world, some of the greatest people in the world did not hear yes right away. Right. And I think people forget to recognize that because you don't mm-hmm. hear it talked about a lot because you you see the highlight reels, mm-hmm. right? You see the icon. You see yeah. somebody who's already at their, like, peak. The, their peak. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. you forget that people have heard no yeah. or Everyone's lost events. No. Um, th- that's why it's so important to share the journey and why mm-hmm. I love when people tell their stories because mm-hmm. that is where the inspiration comes from. And it gives yeah. people hope to understand that you don't have to be incredible right away mm-hmm. to be incredible in the end. Right. But you you have to have that tenacity and that drive and that right. that vision of yourself and you start you need to start envisioning yourself as this person before yes. you even become yes. them it's all confidence too yeah you know? and it's and that's being, built yeah, yeah it, it is built it's and built it's, <laughs> you just you have to be comfortable with yourself because at the end of the day you only have yourself and I think I learned that journey I was very independent growing up and always by myself my family was never around um so I just really had myself I'm like you know if no one's gonna 
at the end of the day, no one's going to have my back. No one's going to be there to pick me up and take care of me. It's only me and it's my life. So if no one's going to help me, I might as well just do what I want to do. And if this is what makes me happy and this is what's, you know, going to have me live to 100 years old, then that's what I'm going to do, you know. Um, but I think confidence is like the biggest thing and your community, you know, having that support system. I didn't have that support system, but I found it through the dance community. And they're like, you know, keep doing it like this. If this is what you, you find love, your people. Yeah, this is what you love. Like do it. And of course, like. I still get the people that are like, oh, like, you're not making any money. Like, why are you doing it? I'm like, you know what? I'm happy. I'm sorry that you, we have different lifestyles. You're all about money. I'm about passion. Like, so be it. But I I love doing what I do. So, and no one's going to take that away from me. Thing. You know? How, how do you get yourself ready to audition? Like, what are some things that have helped you build your confidence? Besides, obviously, putting in the reps, like, getting really good at your skill set is going to grow your confidence. Like, mm -hmm. when people ask me, like, how do you get confident? How do you how do you get ready to walk on stage in a bikini and get judged by a bunch of people you don't know? And I'm like, well, <laughs> it's, <laughs> a <little> hard. <laughs> it's a little hard sometimes. But, you know, getting, like we talked about earlier, getting rid of that fear of judgment and understanding mm -hmm. that you're doing it for you and you yeah. know exactly what your why is. It takes away all of that stress, but obviously getting in front of a crowd of people mm -hmm. isn't the most easy thing. For those of us who have been on stage our entire lives, like mm -hmm. I love being in front of a crowd. Yeah. I, like the it. energy is, yeah. is everything, but your, your name cheered for you. It's like, incredible. Oh God, that feeling. It's incredible. You're being celebrated. And mm -hmm. I think that that is, you're not just being celebrated for who you are, but it reminds you of everything that you've done to get to that point. Yeah, and I think hard work. I think that's where the joy of being on stage comes from. It's yeah. it's not as egotistical as people would think it is. Mm -hmm. It's not like this, like, look at me, look at me. Yeah. I just love the energy of yeah. inspiring other people, as I'm sure every single girl in that field mm -hmm. can share that same sentiment. Mm -hmm. But getting ready, re ready, <laughs> getting ready to get on stage and be your most confident self, it takes reps and it takes mm -hmm. practice and yeah. it takes really hyping yourself up and all the time. So I, I know for a lot of people who are terrified of being on stage or terrified mm -hmm. of being in front of a crowd, they couldn't even imagine yeah. what it takes. So like, are there, is there anything that you've had to do for yourself or do you get nervous at this point? I, I feel like, I mean, I still do get butterflies yeah. <laughs> like a time to time, but I think it's just, I put in so much hard work and I honestly, I never liked attention. Like I hated anyone looking at me or speaking or anything. And I was like, you know what? I have to get past these fears. And I'm one, I love getting over fear. So I'm like, I just threw myself on stage. I <laughs> threw myself the podcast, throw yourself on a podcast, throw yourself on the field. Like you just have to throw yourself out there. But then you realize that you have so much support out there. Like people, people are so inspired for you putting yourself out there because there's so many people who can't do it and won't mm -hmm. do it because they're afraid. They're afraid of what people will think about them, but you yeah. can't think about that. You just, you know, have to love yourself and be confident with yourself. And no matter what, you're always going to have haters, people who are going to bring you down, but you just, you can't focus your energy on that. And I yeah. think that's been like the make it or break it for myself. Like sometimes people look at me, they're like, she looks so goofy, da da da. But like, I'm having so much fun. Mm -hmm. Like I could honestly give a shit what they care. You and know? honestly, unfortunately, I feel like with the more success sometimes comes more hate mm -hmm. um, and even if it's silent you have to understand that no matter what there will be that it's just a matter yeah. of how you take it yeah. that's why this whole podcast was started I grew up in so much fear mm -hmm. I lived in so much fear for so long and mm -hmm. it was honestly crippling yeah. it was crippling me and I I wanted to stop doing that I wanted to start being more of an opportunist in a way where I said yes to everything I wanted to mm -hmm. say yes to without yeah. fear and I would figure it out on the way yeah. or I, I didn't I never wanted to walk away from a situation where I was like I wish I would have done that yeah. I wish I would exactly. have tried exactly. because that's... You don't want to live in regret. No, yeah. that's the worst thing in the entire world. Mm -hmm. And 
it just it just takes practice. But you, just you gotta do it. You can be scared, but you can still live with a fearless mentality and mm-hmm. tackle things, knowing that no matter if you fail, if it doesn't work out, mm-hmm. even if you look stupid, at least you can say you tried. And who knows, you might start realizing that you like doing something that you mm-hmm. never knew because you took a shot at it. Yeah, you just put yourself out there, and I feel like. If you just do whatever it is that you want to do, there's always going to be that one person that's like, wow, like, I'm really proud of you for putting yourself out there. Or you and, inspired me. Yeah, you inspire me. It's literally every time you do anything, there's always one person. I think for myself, I've wanted to be that one person for cheerleaders, for younger children, for whatever it is, and be like, I'm proud of you. Like, you're amazing. Like, I'm, I mean, anyone that thinks of me, they know I'm pretty positive. Like, anytime I talk, I'll go into work, everyone's miserable. I'm like, hey, guys, like, how's it going? You know, always happy mood, but it's just... I want to be that positive light in everyone's life just because we're surrounded by negativity and that's what draws people back from being their fullest potential. A thousand percent. Um, so I think everyone needs that one positive person and just, you know, being like, oh, you're doing great or I'm really proud of you or wow, like that was incredible that you did that or you really put yourself out there. I think it it helps people's confidence so much. It'll have a person go from like being scared to, oh, I want to do it again, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and that goes back to the, how the dance community is like that, and mm-hmm. how you can literally leave a studio and feel so good about yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't I know many industries that I can say that about. No. Podcast studio, this place is incredible just like that too. Mm-hmm. This place has given me so much support I cannot even begin to tell you. And I walked in here knowing zero about <laughs> podcasting. Literally, I'm like, <laughs> I knew, <laughs> yeah, I knew, I knew nothing. And I always joke with John, the owner here, because I walked in with a fucking notepad to do my first <laughs> episode. And I was so nervous. And he walked yeah. in and he's like, can I give you some advice? And I was like, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, ditch your notes. And I was like, why? Why? Like, I don't understand. He's like, he's like, stop, you're overthinking it. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is the story of my life. So it's very on brand. But um, he's like, you're having a conversation over coffee. He's like, you already know what you're talking about. Because he had heard my story. We had talked before. But I was like, I don't know how to interview people. I don't know how to be interviewed. I don't even know how to make a podcast sound. Yeah. And I remember about a year later, I went back on his podcast. And he's like, I am sitting in front of a different person. And I was like, I almost wanted to cry because I'm like, it it was. And it was a little bit of a validation because he retold that story to me, which I had never heard. Now Mm -hmm. I repeat it all the time because it was very impactful to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, it just goes to show that with somebody who has drive and tenacity Mm -hmm. to do something, you can do whatever you want. Whatever you want. But like, there's no there's no journey that's too crazy or too big or anything. If you want to do something, just do it. Yeah, and know your why. That's yeah. so important. Know your why, and you're, you're gonna have a support system even if you don't see it. And just you'll find it. Don't have don't have fear. Just do it. You know, even like me coming here, like I got nervous doing a podcast. And I speak in front of people. <laughs> I dance in front of millions. And but I'm it's like, different. But it's different. Like once you do it, then you want to do it again, and mm-hmm. you want to keep doing it again. And all of a sudden, it's your career, and you're doing it every single day. Yeah, you never know what could happen. Exactly. Uh, well, I really appreciate you sharing your story. I mean, I've heard it but I just think that more people need to hear it so I really appreciate you um is there anything else you wanted to share I think that pretty much yeah you like knocked it out all this stuff (laughs) well thank you guys so much for listening and thank you for coming on I'm sure I can speak for both Audrey and myself that if you guys have ever any questions about anything you hear on the podcast her dms are open my dms are open um Audrey still works with the Raiderettes obviously like we've talked about and the Raiderettes have their studio here in Las Vegas and you still teach class yes Mm -hmm, yep yeah so my classes my little babies yeah (laughs) (laughs) so if you guys have any questions about any of the Raiderette information or any anything pertaining to the NFL, please reach out to Audrey. And if you guys have any questions about any other episodes, let me know. And if you want to see Audrey back, hit up our DMs. And we'll see you guys next time. Go team. (laughs)